We the ones. We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Choose your fighter. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad, but hopefully you'll you probably piece something together. Outstanding. There's an earthquake in the middle of the podcast. Unbelievable. We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Music City Audible podcast presented by the Pharmacy Burger Parlor and Beer Garden in partnership with 440 Sports and Broadway Sports Media. I am Justin Graver. With me, as always, is Justin Mello here to preview a pretty big game between the number two team in the AFC and the number three team in the AFC, the Titans and the Chiefs. Justin, how's it going? Doing well. I mean, when you say it like that, right? Number two seed, number three seed. They've got identical records, five and two. This is a massive, massive game, and we've got a great guest to come on and help preview it for us. That's right, and no other news to talk about because we're recording this too early, so sorry if uh, something crazy has happened since we taped this or if uh, Elijah Molden gets activated off of IR or if uh, the Titans make a last-minute trade deadline trade. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll talk about it next week on the Recap Show, but today we're going to preview fully focusing on this Chiefs-Titans game, so let's, without further ado, get to our guest. We are excited now to welcome in our guest for this week, Kent Swanson, a writer and podcast host over at the Kansas City Sports Network, a group of guys doing a lot of great things, kind of similar to the Broadway sports media thing that we got going here in Nashville. So, Kent, we're really excited to have you join us. Thank you. How's it going? I mean, it's always exciting to get together with people that are doing similar things in different cities. Excited to be on with you guys. Doing great. I hope you're doing well. We appreciate you, Kent. And it, it would be foolish of us, I think, not to start with the guy that's under center for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the next 20 years. He's going to be under center for them. Uh, looking up the numbers so far, more than 2,000 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and just five interceptions for Patrick Mahomes so far. I almost feel like the world has reached a point where they're no longer impressed by him because they expect greatness on a weekly basis. Uh, but from what you've seen is this almost even more impressive that he's doing this without Tyreek Hill? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I we use the term normalization of greatness around here a lot because I think <laughs> people kind of get bored with him. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive what he's been able to do this year with the different cast. And, um, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of narratives out there. Hey, what, what's Patrick Mahomes going to be without Tyreek Hill? He's just fine. He's been outstanding. And honestly, he's been getting better and better as the, se- as the season's gone on. Uh, I look at um, this last, you know, a week and a half ago against uh, San Francisco, and it was probably his best performance of the season. And, and that's kind of saying a lot because, you know, he's had some good performances. And I know he threw an interception. It's probably not on him uh, last week, but everything after that turnover was lights out. And, and he's continuing to kind of kind of build chemistry with this group and getting better. Yeah, it's crazy watching him and just like the development, how he's able to take the underneath throws now and so many red zone touchdowns and all these things. Um, We talk about the weapons that he doesn't have in Tyreek Hill, but there's also weapons that he may have this week that he hasn't had yet. It seems like all signs are pointing to Kadarius Toney making his Chiefs debut against the Titans. Um, What are your thoughts on that trade and what uh, Toney brings to the Chiefs offense? You know, I kind of think it was more of a 2023 and beyond move, honestly. Um, I think Brett Veach has like kind of always liked 
Kadarius Tony, and he found an opportunity to grab him what he thinks at a discount. He has a strong belief uh, in his evaluation from 16 months ago. And, you know, he often, you know, will lean on those whenever, you know, he, um, he, he he's very convicted in, in the players that he liked coming out. So, I mean, I think you could see Kadarius Tony involved in some capacity potentially this week, but I think this is more of a long-term look at, you know, getting cost control um, over uh, a potential first round talent. And, you know, Hey, Patrick Mahomes has shown to maximize the talents of players. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, he probably fits like McCole Hardman does this year. And if you can find a guy that can do some of the same things McCole can, hey, there's some value there. thought that was a really, really smart way because I, I had noticed when they made the deal, Miko Hardman's on an expiring contract, right? Juju Smith-Schuster only signed a one-year deal. When you're paying Patrick what you're paying him, you're going to have to find ways to get creative, right? And get weapons in the door that are, well, I mean, he, he's a sophomore. So what, he's under cost control through 2024? Yeah. So yeah, he's got this year and then two more years after that. And then the, and then and the, the team option. option. Yeah. So yeah, genius move. I'm going to pivot a little bit, Kent, to the running game and really just ask you a general question about what's going on. What's your sort of your, uh, you know, you, you got your hand on the pulse there. It seems like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, started the season well, but when you took a deeper dive into the numbers, I think there was some concern that regression was possible at some point. It seemed like he was overly efficient and maybe that sort of regressed to the mean now a little. And you got a rookie, Isaiah Pacheco, um, who's starting to steal some reps, right? I think he started one of those games recently, had all the first team reps in practice. Uh, and Jarek McKinnon is also still in the mix, right? They like him and what he can do on third down, obvious passing situations. Where do you see this thing trending towards this Titans game here? Yeah, they're still figuring a lot out in the run game. Um, they're kind of varying between blocking schemes, <laughs> excuse me, a little bit more man, uh, you know, not as much zone as they have in the past. I think they're just kind of trying to find their way schematically and personnel wise. And Isaiah Pacheco got the start this last game. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards Alaire wound up leading the team in rushing though. So it's, it's a committee approach. Um, they're still trying to figure some things out about blocking scheme, even just kind of piecing things together. Luckily, you know, they don't need to run as much. It's just kind of showing stuff. But uh, there's a lot of work there that they're still trying to figure out over the next 10 games. Kind of curious out of the bye, what kind of becomes predominant. Interesting. Yeah, fantasy heads are going crazy because everyone wanted to pick up Pacheco. And then it's still going to be a three running back backfield, I feel like. Um, we're looking a little bit at the history of these two teams playing Somehow the Titans were able to beat the Chiefs 27 to three last season. They really dominated that game up front, controlled the trenches on both sides of the ball. But Kansas City did enter that game with a pretty strong offensive line, uh, had some rookies that were getting better and are still getting better. And that offensive line pretty much remains intact this season. Now, you don't have to humor us because, you know, this is a Titans podcast, but I do think Titans fans would love to hear from your perspective. Is there any concern in Chiefs land that something like this could happen again, especially with how well the Titans defensive line has been playing this year? I think the line on this game is insane. <laughs> 12 and um, a half points. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I don't know what the, is that stemming from Malik Willis or whatever, but I mean, the Chiefs have struggled. I mean, this is more about an offense versus defensive thing. I think when you're looking at this game for me and the concern, but uh, I think both lines present problems for the Chiefs. I, I think both units present different problems for the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the the Titans defensive line's got some some guys that can really affect the game. Their Chiefs are susceptible um, to you know on long you know along the right side of their line's been a little bit shaky this year. But then I look at the other side of the ball and <laughs> look. The Chiefs are horrific against heavier personnel, 21 personnel, 
12 personnel. Um, if you get them into your, into their base defense, you can run all over them. And that has been the thing recently that is just, that terrifies me about this game because, you know, <laughs> I, I think, I think the Titans can line up and turn around and hand the football and, and, and smack the chiefs in the mouth. And the chiefs really haven't proven to have a lot of solutions there. So I'm terrified of this game. I'm ter terrified about what both lines present. Uh, I don't understand. And maybe, I mean, honestly, like Mal Malik Wills could start, they could turn around and hand off the football and, and still probably have a lot of run success. So that's the reason I'm, I'm kind of scared about this game. See, this is why we love bringing on guests um, that are experts on the team that Titans are playing against. Because look, I'll be Graver and I, we can't watch every game, Kent, right? We can't be an expert on all 32 teams. We, we, we do our best, and I, I think we do a decent job. But when you look at this Chiefs defense from the outside looking in, you see they got the, the third-ranked run defense in the league, right? Allowing 92 rushing yards uh, per game. Now, Graver brought up a good point. They're often in the lead and, and teams often have to abandon the run. And that's probably helped that number a little, but it is really interesting to me. And I'm, I'm sure to Graver as well to hear you say that you can see the Titans having a lot of success running the football in this game, specifically when they go to the heavier packages, which they love in Tennessee. Well, if you look at the last three teams that the chiefs have played, I think the run defense has progressively got worse. So, um, Raiders ran all over and playing six offensive linemen playing a fullback. <laughs> um, you saw um, the bills got heavier at times and just turned around, hand the football off and ran all over the chiefs. And then, <laughs> I mean, the Niners, you know, and, until that game got into a, a game script where Jimmy G had to play football uh, you know, the run, you know, the run, the run defense was abysmal. So, I mean, the offense kind of probably helps those metrics a little bit, but I think teams have kind of figured out lately, Hey, let's put this team in their base personnel and run the football on them. Cause they don't have a ton of answers. Very interesting to hear it. It's so easy for us to focus on the offense when it comes to the chiefs. And that's why the majority of our questions are offensive uh, related questions, but we do want to get one defensive question in before we let you go in a few minutes. I think, you know, it flies under the radar a lot again, because it's so easy to, to focus our attention on Mahomes. Um, but is there a defensive player? And it might be a basic question, but is there a defensive player you think maybe Titans fans haven't heard a lot about that they need to look out for? I, I think Nick Bolton is an unbelievable player, a, a great linebacker. If Titans fans haven't heard of, of Nick Bolton, I mean, that, they should, and they're only doing themselves a disservice. Chris Jones is leading them once again in sacks. It seems to me they're not getting a lot of production from the edge group. Carlos Dunlap, I think, has two sacks this year. Uh, what Frank Clark has, maybe three, three and a half. George Karloff is getting a lot of pressure as a rookie edge guy, but he's still figuring out how to convert those pressures into sacks. So who are some guys we need to be looking out for? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs four-man rush hasn't been particularly good either. Um, so there's, you know, you got to, but I, I think the edge group's kind of figuring some things out. This could be a Bolton game uh, <laughs> against the run. Uh, you know, he struggles in coverage, but as a run defender, you know, getting downhill, he can he can set a tone and he can, you know, can play really well between the tackles. Um, one of the guys that you probably don't hear a lot about, and you probably should, though, is LeJarius Sneed. Um, he's a slot corner safety plays outside corner in the base. Um, he's an outstanding blitzer. Um, he's not like, it's kind of weird. We kind of have a, a comment around here about him. He's like <laughs> elite at everything except for like your true coverage as a corner. And he's a capable cover corner. It's just that all the other stuff, the blitzing run defense instincts. Um, a lot of those things are really impressive. Um, and he's a guy that's, 
probably been their second best defender this year outside of Chris Jones. So um, he's a guy to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, he might be outside though a lot if the if the Chiefs play heavy base per in their you know playing their base mm. personnel frequently. He he's second in sacks, isn't he? Like three and a half sacks and that, for them. I, yeah, something like that. Like he's <laughs> he's been hot there, and and that's a that's a trait that he's always you know kind of been really good at, and and he's been he's been very disruptive in that regard. Kent, Kent, before Graver wraps up here, I just want to say if those edge defenders are having a hard time figuring things out, got really good news for them. The Titans got a <laughs> oh, starting God. left tackle by the name of Dennis Daly that um, they're going to have a lot of fun lining up across on Sunday night. Ah, former, uh, former Gamecock, huh? Yeah. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, he was like with the Panthers, wasn't he? Yeah, things haven't <laughs> gone well. They, I, most Titans fans still wish he was with the Panthers. I think he wish he was with the Panthers still. <laughs> yeah, if you were to ask, I think almost every single Titans fan in the world. But, but we'll let Graver wrap up here. Daily, more like minutely. That's how often he lets a sack up. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, yeah. So <laughs> thank Kent. In closing here, thanking you for your time. We would love to know you, how you see this game unfolding, maybe like a game flow prediction and uh, who comes out on top. And if you feel up to it, maybe a final score prediction as well. Yeah, I think this the, the, the Titans are going to cover. Uh, I would be very surprised if the Titans don't cover. Even, you know, and I, I think the Chiefs, you know, like their MO is not necessarily to just blow teams out of the water. Andy Reid holds back on his game script a little bit too. So even if they get in control of the game, it's going to be closer than Chiefs fans want it to be. Um, give me, uh, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be tired than people think. I think the Chiefs will still so- score some points. Um, I think, I think the Titans will keep it close though. Give me, uh, probably 31, 23 Chiefs. Uh, I could see it being a little bit closer than that though. Nice. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs get a lot of help in the betting market, or I guess, the betting market always favors the Chiefs because they know people want to bet on the really good teams. And the Titans, as like one of the smallest market teams, always get a little bit less favor from the betting market. So I think that expands this line where it comes out to 12 and a half points here. But I, I think that's a pretty nice prediction. Justin and I also picked the Chiefs to win this game, so it is what it is. But thank you for your time, Kent. We really appreciate you coming on. Yes, Justin? I want to add real quick, just to get a little galaxy brain. Kent, if I was you... I think I'd be cheering for the Titans in this game because let me refresh your memory a little bit. Every Titans beat the Chiefs two years ago in the regular season, and uh, the Chiefs never lost again, right? They went on to win the Super Bowl, including defeating the Titans in the AFC Championship game, right? They didn't lose again, I don't think, right? When Joshua Kalu blocked that field goal. And then last year, the Titans whooped the Chiefs uh, midseason. And I know they ended up losing to the Bengals in the playoffs, and I think they lost that regular season. But they went on a hell of a run after they lost that game to the Titans last year as well. So there's something about the Titans beating the Chiefs where the Chiefs are just like, yeah, we're going to go win nine in a row now. I think <laughs> – I also think if I remember correctly, um, I think it was out of, out of a bye that the Chiefs lost to the Titans to uh, the year that – the last year they made the Super Bowl. So – there could be a little bit of that there too. So, uh, yeah, I, I maybe we should be rooting for them. <laughs> That's it's a pretty, stuff. pretty uh, bizarre little aspect of this game that goes under the radar. All right, Kent, thank you again. Enjoy the game this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, hey, yes, too. All right, thanks again to Kent. Now, before Justin and I talk about this game, it's time to present you with our worst matchup of the week. Brought to you by the Pharmacy Burger Parlor and Beer Garden, home of the best burgers and worsts in Nashville. So worst with a U, 
like the German sausage. And worst with an O, like bad, is where we're going with this. Worst matchup of the week. Justin, what have you got for us? Yeah, when I, I took a real deep dive into the worst matchup of the week, and I got bad news. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, I'm not going to get – I don't think I need to get super in-depth here. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. One thing I'll say that makes me – and look, every game in the NFL is different. This is a week-to-week league. But one game that really gives me a little less hope for this one is I think that San Francisco 49ers defense is excellent. It's excellent. Well, the Chiefs put up 44 points on them, I think it was. Like, they made them look elementary. So I am really, really concerned about just this matchup in general on the offensive side of the ball. And I love this Titans defense. I really do. I ultimately think the Chiefs are probably too much for them. If I wanted to get a little... On a more serious note, if you wanted me to kind of shrink it down and, and look at one matchup, Titans had success against Travis Kelsey last year, right? They had, they had an interesting amount of success against them. I think Dane Crookshank covered them a lot one-on-one, and they were able to limit Kelsey's impact in this game. Um, I'm curious what the approach would be this week. Is it Amani Hooker, who's been playing the slot position a little bit? Remember, Am- uh, Hooker was injured in that game. Sunday against the Texans. I don't think he returned now, did he? Was, I think we got a, a healthy dose of Andrew Adams in that one. So what's the plan for Travis Kelsey? You hope to have Imani Hooker out there. And if he is available, I think you'll probably see a fair bit of Hooker um, on Kelsey. It wouldn't surprise me to see some Bayard on him as well. But I'm yeah. curious what the strategy is. As much as I love both of those players, and I think they can have success against Travis Kelsey, uh, I still think Travis Kelsey is maybe the second best tight end of all time. And I'm always yeah. going to give him the advantage in every matchup he ever plays in. So I'm looking at the chiefs as a whole and, and I'm sure I'm, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey as well. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the Niners there because I was thinking about that as well. The Niners are kind of the NFC version of the Titans, but better. And I know the Niners are only four and four and they've had some struggles this year, but with Christian McCaffrey on the team, Like they have a really good defensive front, just like the Titans do. They're a a team that wants to run the ball, that finds creative ways to run the ball and has success running the ball, just like the Titans. The Niners quarterback may not be quite as good as Ryan Tannehill, but their weapons are leaps and bounds better than what the Titans are fielding right now. So I think that's a pretty nice comparison. I think that that should give Titans fans um, some concerns heading into this game. Not to be a total cliche, not cliche, but what am I, uh, just like repetitive, not to be totally repetitive here, but my worst matchup of the week is going to be Chris Jones again. Aaron Brewer. Um, Chris Jones is a a powerful, powerful man. Aaron Brewer struggles with the power guys. I think that that's a situation where you're going to see him walked back into Ryan Tannehill's lap on a a few plays, assuming Tannehill's even the quarterback. And it's like third and six at midfield. And the Titans have a chance to like build on a nice drive and Tannehill takes a 10 yard sack and that ends the drive. Like those kinds of plays I expect to see three or four different times, you know, on three or four different Titans possessions in this game. So the Titans got to stay out of those third and long situations that will allow Chris Jones to feast against the Titans weak offensive line. That's my worst matchup of the week. I like yours too. Travis Kelsey could also have a big day here. See how the Titans are able to handle him. But yes, overall, the Chiefs as a team are the worst matchup for anybody in the NFL, except for maybe, you know, like the Eagles or the Bills right now. So the Bills, I guess, beat the Chiefs. So I guess you'll give it to the Bills. Um, All right. That was the worst matchup of the week presented by Pharmacy, Burger Parlor, and Beer Garden located in East Nashville. Make sure you are heading over there and tell them the Music City Audible sent you. Okay, Justin, let's get into our thoughts on this game. Justin, 
this is a game that a lot of analysts are going to pick the Chiefs in. I think basically everyone will probably pick the Chiefs in this game. We've seen the Titans have a lot of regular season success against Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. How do you see this game unfolding? Or maybe I should ask, what has to go right for the Titans to win? Well, I, I think number one is you have to have Ryan Tannehill under center, right, at quarterback. I, I think that almost comes first and foremost right now. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll learn more about Tannehill's status as the week progresses. Uh, and again, we, we may not find out ultimately until Saturday, right, like we did this, this previous week against the Texans. Other than that, uh, a lot of other things need to go right, right? In addition to that, I think you got to play a lights out game defensively again, very similar to the one you played last season, right? Where you sacked Patrick Mahomes a bunch of times, forced him into a couple of mistakes. He had an interception. I think Rashawn Evans picked him off. I think he had a fumble near the sideline as well, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so you got to play a, a very sound defensive game again, similar, not only the one you played last year, but the one you played last week against the Texans, right? I, I'd almost go as far as, look, it's not going to be that, dominant defense you're not you know I don't think you're gonna make Patrick Mahomes look like how you made Davis Mills look um on Sunday but it needs to be a strong defensive performance you need to run the ball well again right like you did on Sunday you need to control the clock you need to limit your mistakes you certainly can't be muffing punts and and giving the Chiefs free possessions um I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you I think there's a lot that needs to go right for the Titans here yeah I think that you know, you look at this game and the the Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half points. And of course, they're at home, so it makes sense. But it's one of those games where the Titans right now are the number two seed right now. If the playoffs started today, the Titans would hold the two seed. The Chiefs would hold the three seed. The Titans win the tiebreaker because of conference record. But that, like, nobody cares about that when it comes to picking the game, when it comes to setting the spread for in Vegas and sports books and everything like that. So I definitely think... You need to be dominant on the ground. You need to have success running the football. And I think the Titans will probably lean into it hard. Obviously, they're coming off an, a game where they should have tons of confidence with their, in their ability to run the ball. But can they do it against a Chiefs defense that is a lot better than the Texans defense? I mean, a quietly better, but still better defense there. The Texans were allowing the most yard, rushing yards going into that game. And that's only increased. I mean, the Titans set the season high team rushing yards this past week. So obviously the Texans are going to be even more of a bigger disparity as the worst rushing defense, but the chiefs are not as bad in that category and they have better guys up front and they have good linebackers and they have good safety. So can the Titans run the ball? I think will be the big key. That's how they were able to beat the chiefs. The last two times is let Derrick Henry, you know, like in 2019, he busted that long touchdown run in uh, last year. He, he was just very successful on the ground in terms of allowing the Titans to maintain the lead and not allow the chiefs to get back into the game. So if that part goes right, I think they'll be okay. What concerns me is last year, defenses started learning that against these quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, if you run a lot of cover two stuff and force them to take their check downs and don't allow them to beat you over the top, then you can have success stopping their offenses, forcing them to string together long drives. And that was a, a plan that worked for the Titans last year against both the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Titans tried that game plan or a, a version of it against the Bills in the week two game earlier this year. And it did not work at all. A, they got beat deep a lot. And B, it, <laughs> B um, Josh Allen was content to take the, the easy throws underneath and not force things deep, which then opened up the deep passes that the <laughs> Titans got killed on, right? Of course, Caleb Farley probably won't play in this game, so that might be a little better. But, you know, Terrence Mitchell is a guy that can get beat deep too. And Patrick Mahomes this year has been so good 
at taking the underneath check down because, you know, without Tyreek Hill, he's had to rely on his his spreading the ball around more and getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And he's was, I think, still leading the league in uh, touchdown passes from inside the 10 yard line, certainly from inside the red zone. Like almost all of his touchdowns have come in the red zone this year. They aren't breaking those deep ones like they were when they had Tyreek Hill. So if the Titans try that strategy, I don't think it's going to work very well because Patrick Mahomes is going to pick him apart because he's learning, he's evolving, he's getting better every year as, as the already the best quarterback in the league. So I don't know if the defense is going to be able to get stops. If Jeffrey Simmons comes to play, Bud Dupree comes to play, Danico Autry, if these guys are getting quick pressure, force them into mistakes, make them uncomfortable. But this game's in Kansas City. The last regular season games that the Titans have won against Kansas City have been in Nashville. They've had the home crowd advantage there. Sunday night in Arrowhead, the Titans have already been embarrassed on primetime once this year. I'm definitely worried looking at this game, and I don't know if I can pick the Titans to win. Where are you going with your pick? Yeah, I want to add two quick notes. Uh, firstly, first off, the Chiefs are coming off a bye heading right. into this one so that they're going to have extra weeks to prepare um, for the Titans as well and a chance to get healthier and never a good thing. This is Sunday night primetime at Arrowhead with a really fresh recovered, well-prepared Andy Reid-led team. I don't like any of that. Talked about running the football. Um, Houston, I believe, entered that game against Titans, allowing 167 yards per game on the ground. That was the worst run defense in the league, 32nd ranked. Um, Obviously, it did not get better after the Titans ran for 315 yards. Titans are now allowing 186 per game, so it essentially increased by 20 yards. Where do the Chiefs (laughs) sit by comparison? They're the third best run defense in the NFL, allowing only 92 yards per game. The Titans are the second best defense in in the league, allowing 89.1. So less than three yards separating the Chiefs and the Titans right now. Um, Obviously, you know, you've seen how good this Titans run defense is. That obviously insinuates um, (laughs) that the Chiefs defense is very good as well. Where are they susceptible? Through the air. Totally different ball game. They're allowing 277 passing yards through the air per game. That's the third worst in the NFL. They're only 0.3 better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you've watched the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary this year, you know it's really bad. So if this is comparable, um, this is this is pretty rough. I will say on that front, part of that is impacted by game flow. Kansas City plays with the lead a lot, so teams yes. abandon the run against them. I don't. I think we know from experience now under the Mike Vrabel era, the Titans won't abandon the run. Even if they're down by 25 points in the second half, they're going to keep running the ball. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but at least that is you know some reason why those numbers are the way they are. But yes, it's a I lot agree. different matchup. I don't think it's as probably as bad. Um, as as the numbers indicate it is. And I don't have a lot of confidence in the Titans being able to take advantage um, of Kansas City's, you know, uh, pass defense, even if it's Ryan Tannehill under center, in all honesty, because you still don't have Traylon Burks. You, you, you largely, you know, you won't have Kyle Phillips. You, you probably won't have Racy McMath. You really have Robert Woods and uh, Austin Hooper, I guess, like <laughs> Dontrell Hilliard, you know, Derrick Henry in the screen game, but it's not enough. Right. As we've seen, I'll give you my final score prediction. Now I'll stop beating around the bush. I'm going to give you two final score predictions. uh, And I, 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 you're probably not going to love what I have to hear. The reason I'm giving you two is I'm accounting for Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill here. Um, If it's Malik Willis at quarterback, this is going to be extremely ugly. Uh, I think I'm going to go 33-3 Chiefs if it's Malik Willis at quarterback. Um, if it's Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to I'm going to shrink obviously that margin a little bit, but I'm still going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs 27-16.
if it's Ryan okay. Tannehill under center. But I, I'm nice. going 33-3 if it's Malik Willis. Yikes. Yeah, I think the Titans could get something going on the ground and maybe Malik Willis pops a play with his legs, which he was unable to do against Houston. So if Malik Willis does have to play this game, which, by the way, I said this last week, but I'll say it again. I fully expect Ryan Tannehill to return (laughs) and be the quarterback in this game. I think last week may have been more about whatever happened on Friday than it was about the ankle injury suffered the week before. But that said, if Malik Willis does come out to play, I will I will say the Chiefs put up a solid 30 burger and the Titans get to 10. So 30 to 10. But if it's Ryan Tannehill out there, I think they keep it close. They will be able to slow the game down and run the ball, I think, at least um, to control some of the clock, even if they can't finish off every drive. Titans and Chiefs are the top two red zone scoring offenses in the NFL this year. So that'll be a big key in this game is getting to the red zone and converting and then stopping Kansas City when they get in the red zone. But if everything goes as planned with Ryan Tannehill playing in this game. You'd hope the Titans can put up maybe 24 points, but I still think the chiefs get to 27 or 30. And I think I'm going to go 30 points regardless. So 30 to 24, if Ryan Tannehill plays chiefs win Titans cover. Yeah. You've got a bit of a, I, I think, I guess I got the Titans covering as well. Cause I went 27, 16. Uh, so your margin's a little smaller than mine, but it's safe to say uh, neither of us is particularly. I will say, despite those predictions, I think the Titans can win this game. Obviously, they've beaten the Chiefs before. They've beaten good teams before under Mike Vrabel. They've won five games in a row. They, they have the confidence. Defense is playing at a high level. Like, they definitely can win this game. But just looking at using our unbiased, logical, intelligent brains here, I think we'd have to say that the Chiefs, you know, if you played this game 100 times, there are more outcomes that result in the Chiefs win. So we're going to predict the Chiefs win. That doesn't mean one of the outcomes where the Titans win won't happen. They definitely can win this game. They have the ability to compete. They have a coaching advantage on every team they play because Mike Vrabel prepares his team. And Mike Vrabel, usually the Bills game being an exception, gets his team up and ready to play against great competition. So that's the one, I guess, strand of hope you would cling on to if you're a Titans fan going into this game is hope the ball bounces your way. If, if, Bud Dupree or Danico Autry or Jeffrey Simmons gets to Patrick Mahomes and knocks the ball out. If that ball bounces into a Chiefs player's hands versus into a Titans player's hands, that could be the difference in the game. So the Chiefs lost to the Indianapolis Colts this season, right? Like it's, and it was a a muffed punt by Sky Moore. And it was like, there were strange, strange things can happen. So I will agree with your point there, but I agree that ultimately um, we're we're playing the the law of averages here and, and we see the Chiefs winning this game. Yeah, so that will do it for us today. Thanks again to the Pharmacy Burger Parlor and Beer Garden. Thanks to Broadway Sports Media. Make sure you're checking out broadwaysportsmedia.com where you can be an insider, a Broadway insider, which tell us again, Justin, for anyone who missed it the last 10 episodes, what is a Broadway insider? Yeah, become a Broadway insider today. It's $6.99 a month. You could use the code INSIDER to get your first month for just 99 cents or use the code ANNUAL uh, for a total of $49.99 for your first year. Lots of great uh, benefits to becoming a Broadway Insider. We've got the Mike Herndon Show uh, behind the table. That's a weekly video show going out every week with your favorite Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon. That's obviously a big perk to becoming a Broadway Insider. You get early access to some of the podcasts. Uh, a lot of written content behind that paywall. Whether that written content comes from me, it comes from Zach at uh, F Words Pod. Uh, it's coming from Easton. There's a lot of content coming your way if you're a Broadway insider. Become an insider today. You won't regret it. 
All right. And of course, all the great podcasts Broadway Sports Media Network has to offer with 440 Sports. Check out everything we're doing there. Lots of content for you guys. Follow Justin on Twitter at Justin M underscore NFL. Follow me at Titans Film Room. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday to recap this game. And then again with a preview for the next week. So that is it. Until then, you guys stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.